Tet Zion Elul Taf Shin Ayin Tet. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Shevet Achim Va'achayot opens up this week's edition of The Israel Show. Thank you so much for being here, making us a part of your week. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JMDAM. We're here live each and every Monday, live, I tell you, each and every Monday, immediately following JMDAM, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time, and around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that is the time we're on. But of course, you don't need uh, to tune in live, although we'd love it if you do, and it's great for you. 
You can tune in whenever you want via the Nachum Siegel Network app. Or you can subscribe to the Israel Show podcast. Go ahead, do that. Do that. I dare you. (laughs) You really should because then the show just drops into your podcast program automatically. You don't have to think about, excuse me, you don't have to think about anything. just pops in and you can play it. Or go to NachumSiegel.com, listen there. Archives are there for all the shows going back years and years and years and years and years. Many many elections ago. In Israel, tomorrow, Tuesday, there will be elections. Some of you will be listening. This is cool. Some of you will be listening to the show after the elections are over. (laughs) We're not making any predictions. Don't worry. We've said it many a time. We don't make predictions. We're going to tell you all about um, that. We're going to tell you... uh, We're going to try and delve a little deeper into um, the new song of um, Yishai Ribo, Seder HaAvodah. People, it is just amazing. We debuted it last week on our show, and it has taken off amazingly well people love it all over in Israel here Nachum says he's played the stuffings out of it also Um, but the rest of the album dropped yesterday that's a fancy way of saying it was released but in the lingo you say the album dropped and um, we'll play in addition to Seder HaAvodah we'll play two other cuts which are covers which is a fancy word for saying Yishai Rebo doing somebody else's song. One is uh, Shlomo Kavach's song, Maloch, and the other is a very popular song uh, for Ochila, popul- uh, composed by Hillel Peli and becoming very popular. So we'll try and get all of that in, plus telling you about uh, what's going on with the elections, plus sharing with you an interesting clip from Hannity on Fox News, and the clip is of Mark Levin, who was a... Um, guest on his show talking about the Israeli elections. We'll play part of that. Has it, having to do with the spy allegations. The allegations that suddenly, suddenly, I don't know where, just for an election, appear that Israel's been spying on the White House and um, trying to create a rift between Israel and the United States and the great relationship between uh, President Trump and Prime Minister Netanyahu. Wow, how does that happen? Well, Mark Levin has a thought. He'll share it with us. From the brand new album, Elul, Tafshin Ayin Tet. That's the name of Yishai Rebo's new album. I, I should point out that the cover uh, is like a beige color, khaki colored. Um, well, it just says Elul, Tafshin Ayin Tet. At the bottom it says Yishai Rebo in small letters. And it has, now I, don't, I haven't seen it physically. I only have seen it on a computer. But it seems like it has the braille of the words. I don't know if it's actually embossed or it's just a, uh, a graphic depiction of the Braille. But I was thinking to myself, why would he put the name in Braille? And one of the thoughts, and maybe this is overthinking it, is that this is the time of the year when we're all sort of like a little blind. We're like groping in the dark. We're trying to find ourselves. We're trying to deal with uh, everything around us even without being able to see sometimes properly what it is. So maybe that explains the Braille reference. Who knows? Anyway, going to post on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We will post a picture of the cover. We'll post also links to the songs that we're playing except for uh, one of them one or two of the newer songs don't have uh, YouTube videos yet. But whatever does, we will post, and you can listen to it again and again. We posted Seder HaVodah last week, and we'll post it again this week because we're going to discuss it, uh, hopefully, in depth. This is Ochila, written by Hillel Peli. This is Yishai Rebo off the brand-new album released yesterday, Elul Tafshin Ayin Tet. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
released yesterday, Yishai Rebo, off of the brand new album, Elul Tafshin Ayin Tet. That was Ochila. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for making us a part of your week, for tuning us in, for making us uh, a part of your life. For uh, some of you, we appreciate so much all your feedback which uh, comes in to us via Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show, and via the Nachum Siegel Network app while we're on the air live, which reminds me as I'm looking at the app that we have a brand new logo. Thank you, Mark Zamek, for designing and producing a... He produced the first logo, too, for designing and producing a brand new logo for the new Nachum Siegel Network season. It is very beautiful, and we'll post it, of course, on our Facebook page as well. Elections in Israel tomorrow. Now people are going to say, well, what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm not going to predict. You'll find out uh, late tomorrow or early Wednesday what's going on. It may be, again, a tie like there was last time where nobody could form a government. What would happen then? Uh, I don't want to think about it. Do not want to think about it. 
Um, there is a very... I'll tell you what's happening, though. First of all, the religious Zionist um, world had several parties to choose from. Faglin, so he joined with Likud, which is smart, because he uh, burnt a bunch of... Uh, uh, a few religious Zionist seats last election. Then um, Bennett and Shaked, or Shaked and Bennett, as it is now, who um, were very close to getting in to the last Knesset, missed it by about a thousand votes, but they didn't want to risk, they didn't want to take the risk again. So they joined in with the Bayit Yehudi and all that, so they're part of that. Noam, which was a new party, a religious Zionist party known as a Hardali party, Haredi Dati Leumi, Hardali. Um, that was um, a party that was uh, headed spiritually by Rav Tau, who. Um, many believe considers himself to be the true voice of uh, Rav Cook, and he is uh, rather Kana'i so he started uh, a new party in the hopes of I don't, I don't think he really thought they'd get any ele- they'd get elected. He thought, though, that this would be an opportunity for them to get their message out, which they did. Yesterday, they announced that they're withdrawing from the race, which obviously was the only practical thing to do. At least somebody in this in this demographic is doing something practical. Well, I should say at this point, almost everybody's doing something practical, and uh, so they're out. And now, of course, the question is, who gets their votes? And uh, both uh, the Bayit Yehudi, which is now called Yamina, and um, Shas, believe it or not, and Aguda are all vying for the votes. Not that many, probably, I don't know, 20,000, 10,000, 20,000, not even one seat, but it could, you know, push a party over to get an additional uh, seat if they're close enough. So they're out. Now, who's left in the religious Zionist camp? It's Yamina and the only recalcitrant group, Otsma Yehudit, led by Itamar Ben-Gvir and Baruch Merzel. All of their um, PR, the face of the party is Itamar Ben-Gvir. He's a very charismatic guy, very talented speaks well, makes a lot of sense, doesn't come off as being crazy, doesn't come off as being extremely radical that you don't want to get near him. But he is playing Russian roulette with the um, with the future of the state of Israel, really. He claims... That all the polls now show, and it's true, all the polls now show that they basically eck out and make it a little bit over the threshold and therefore would have four seats. And if that happens, then he guarantees the fact that Netanyahu can put together a coalition of 61. But that's a huge risk because, as it's been shown every single time in Israeli elections, the polls are wrong. Ignore them. Listen to them at your peril. The polls in Israel are wrong. If the polls show that you are just about at four seats, meaning just past the threshold, there's more than even, there's probably a 90% chance that you won't. Because at the last minute when people walk into the booth, they think, I might be wasting my vote. Maybe I shouldn't take that risk. Let me vote for somebody who's surely going to get in. And all you need is a few thousand people to do that, and that's the end of that. It is in the interest of Netanyahu, on some level, to get very few people to vote for Otsma Yehudit. Because if, if 
if they're very close to the threshold, if they make it, if they're almost at four seats and they don't hit the threshold, everything is lost. All those votes, three point something seats in the Knesset are in the garbage and then they get split up amongst the bigger parties, which means, whatever, it's a very complicated system, (laughs) to say the least. Um, But those votes end up you know, you could have voted for Otsma Yudid and your vote went to Meretz, you know, or, well, that's less likely, but your vote went to Gans, for example. I have to play this. I'll play this now, even though we're going to do the Mark Levin thing later. This is, this is Sean Hannity last week, and I thank, believe it or not, I got the clip from Yitzchak Goldschmidt in Israel. So he's in Israel sending me clips of uh, Hannity on Fox. Thanks for that. Here's Hannity explaining that there's going to be an election in Israel. This Tuesday in Israel, they have a historic election. I have the most messed up system over there. I don't know how they could even figure it out. (laughs) They have the most messed up system over there. I don't know how they can even figure it out. That's exactly right. But there are great minds that do figure it out. So we mentioned that that's what's going on in the religious right. Um... Aguda had a huge, huge campaign rally in Yerushalayim and, believe it or not, in Tel Aviv. Rav Kanievsky came out to the rally, as did, of course, the Ger Rebbe. And uh, what's interesting is that I see the Aguda for the first time reaching out to Shas voter, to the Sephardic population, and trying to get them to see in the Gerebi or in Rav Kanievsky the great rabbi who replaces Rav Ovadia. So if he's going to give them a blessing, if they vote for Aguda, so hey, it's Erev Rosh Hashanah, I may as well get the blessing of Rav Konevsky. There were a few moments in the rally, uh, I didn't see the whole thing, obviously, that were clearly aimed at getting Shas voters. And um, that will be interesting. So if, if you allow me to look at it from a stark perspective for a second. Originally, the Eidor HaMizrach voters, who were very Misorati, very traditional, voted for the historic Mizrahi, which is now, I guess, what you would call Yamina, the Bayi Yehudi, whatever. Then, decades after the establishment of the state, Aryeh Deri and, uh, well, I should say, Haravavadya, with the political smarts of Aryeh Deri, created Shas and brought the, the Eidor HaMizrach away from the Mizrahi, which they said was elitist, Ashkenazi, etc., etc., and created Shas as being a Sephardic, right? A Sephardic party, specifically a Sephardic demographic party. In the process, they set up school systems and, and, and every possible uh, social network, not internet social network, but Real social social network, Bikur Cholim, and and help uh, with um, with monies for poor people and food and everything. Um, and their school system, basic and their yeshivot, basically turned the traditional Eidor Hamizrach into Haredim. You walk into many of the Eidor Hamizrach yeshivot today. Kids are sitting with a black suit and black hat, just like in Panovich. So they. Ashkenized and Haredi'ized the Sephardic Misorati youth, which is now the, this generation that's starting to vote. And they are now <laughs> saying, well, you know, if I'm Litvish, right, so I may as well go with Rav Kanievsky. It's going to be interesting if that's what happens, that this this circle comes around from bringing them from the Mizrahi through Shas to Aguda. That'll be very interesting. Look, we'll see it if the numbers of the Aguda rise, because the voting in the Haredi world is very high. Everybody understands that um, 
their their livelihood depends on the power of the religious parties um ability to get um, budgets from the government and they have to vote so their participation is very high if they now break out of the usual mold of seven seats let's say into nine seats then you'll know and chas goes down then you'll know that uh, that attempt worked um I'm, I, I will say that I am upset, I'm angered, I'm disgusted by the level that Israeli public discourse has sunk into in this election on all sides. I think um, Prime Minister Netanyahu has really, is running a campaign that is more desperate than any campaign he's run before. The announcement of the supposed annexation of the Jordan River Valley after the elections, I don't know why we would believe him that he would do that. Why didn't he do it until now? He's been prime minister for longer than anybody else. And he's also saying that there's, you know, he's, now we see that there's no choice but to go to war in Gaza or to have some very strong military response to Gaza, but we have to wait and do it in the right time. That also, I mean, come on, come on, where have you been? And then on the other side, there is an anti-Dati uh, uh, really stench coming from all the people, all the parties on the left, basically, but especially from Gantz, from Kaholavan, which is Gantz, and Yair Lapid. Yair Lapid, we know, is uh, this uh, has this issue with this anti-Haredi craziness, anti-Dati craziness, whatever you want to call it. He's joined in this election because. Uh, Victor Lieberman sees that that could work to get him more votes. So what the heck? Now Victor Lieberman is also, ah, we're not going to have Midinat Halakha. We want a Midinat Yehudit. We want a Jewish state, not a Halakhic state. We won't let them turn this in. I mean, it's just, it's all, it, it's all ridiculous rhetoric. It's nonsense. Israel, in, 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 in any time in the future, is not turning into a Halakhic state. Bederech HaTeva. So all this nonsense is just nonsense. Very sad, I got to say. It's a very sad commentary on where we've come. And and this delegitimization of religion, like Kacholavan says, we are for a, a broad, secular coalition. Well, so if somebody puts on tefillin, he's not not entitled to be in that coalition? Well, no, of course. We have members of our own party, they say, who are religious, which is true. But we don't want the religious parties that are going to force their opinion on us and force us to um, publicly behave in religious ways, or Shabbos, and so forth. We want buses to run on Shabbos, a major bone of contention, and so forth. They want to do away. They want to get married whichever way they want. They don't want to get married through the rabbinate. Basically, they want to separate state and uh, synagogue. We usually say church and state. but They want to separate the state from their religion. There are many people who were for that. Many people in the, in the Haredi world. I believe Rav Hutner Zecher Tzadok Levracha was for that. They all felt it would be more healthy for both the religion and the state. I don't know. But that's not what they're saying. They're saying we just don't want... You You can have religious parties, you'll get your budgets, but you, we, we don't want you to have the power that you've had until now. So that is a very sad situation. And I hope, I hope that after the elections are over, somebody's going to work on on getting people back together. Voter fraud has suddenly become a huge issue. And that's as a result of a great 
piece of journalism, investigative journalism by Kalman Lipskin, whose name I've mentioned here many times for many years. He continues to grow as a journalist. Um, there were some 90-some cases of uh, incidents that happened in polling places in the last election that were reported to the police by uh, the Likud um, party members that were at various polls. Common Lipskin just went, took the list of people, and called. He reached about 82 of the 90 or so people who complained, and not one of them said, oh, I've been called by the police, they wanted to speak to me, to interview me. Meaning the police took the list and just chucked it in the garbage, we don't care. And that's creating a stir. And I don't know who that helps, by the way. Usually people say, well, it's, it's within the Arab demographic, within the Haredi demographic. I, I'm not sure who that helps. But there shouldn't be voter fraud. I think we all agree on that. You shouldn't have a, a, a stack of two Dutze Hood ID cards that you need to get in to, to vote. And when, when people come in, you people who shouldn't be able to vote come and you give them a, a, one of the stack and then you send them off to the voting booth. The, interesting, the Likud, the right wing, wanted to have cameras in the polling place. They tried to pass a law, but there wasn't enough time. That would be a good idea, having cameras in the polling bo- polling place. Not in the booth, Not obviously not a camera seeing you vote, but in the polling place to make sure that no fraud is taking place. And the left that claims that they're for transparency and so forth and so on, they, they were against it. That's so interesting. I don't know how that happens. So these are some of the issues that are um, that are that Israel is dealing with before these elections. We're going to Ehud Ariel singing song of his father, Mayor Ariel. Echani Yosef Shalom, I think, I mean, this is not a, a song that was written for the Yamim Nuraim, but it's very appropriate for the Yamim Nuraim. Mayor Ariel writes, as the Colonel of Racha writes, how do I make peace? How do you make peace? Like a question that's so on everybody's mind today. So he says, First, I make peace with myself. Then I make peace with my wife. Then I make peace with my surroundings. Very interesting song. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Leonard Ariel singing his father's words and lyrics, his father's, his father's melody and lyrics. Eich ani shalom. Kodam ani shalom. That's me first. You gotta make peace with yourself. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Shalom Danachum Siegel Network. We debuted it last week. It's been uh, very, 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 very popular. Yishai Weibo's I, you can't just call it's not just a song it's it's a, it's a work <laughs> that was an unintended pun called Seder Ha'avoda on Yom Kippur towards the end of the Musaf of the Chazerat uh, Hashats of Musaf we recreate if you will we try to imagine what ha- was happening in the Bet HaMikdash on this day, when the Bet HaMikdash was around, the focus of the day was in Bet HaMikdash. Today, the focus of the day is in Shul. And so, uh, different versions, but basically all the same idea. The Avodah, the ritual that the Kohen Gadol did on Yom Kippur, it was a rather complex detailed ritual and at the end of which hopefully the Jewish people were forgiven of all their sins and uh, then there was a big celebration what Yishai Rebo did was he took the words and used them in a different way he, the, the song that he writes has themes textual themes from the Seder HaAvodah. It sounds like the text is actually from the Seder HaAvodah, and some of it is, but he uses it in a different way. So we'll try and analyze it a little, just a little bit. I also, before we start that, want to thank my good friend Rabbi Benji Kramer, who um, made some very good points, three very good points, about um, about it. So, the song itself breaks down to three parts. The, it begins Nichnas l'makom shenichnas ve'amad b'makom she'amad. So this is what you read in the Seder HaVodah. He, he went into here, then he went into there, and then he stood here, and then he washed his hands, and then he washed his feet, and then he went to be Tovel, and then he dried himself off, and and so forth and so on. Changed clothes. And then, Chachaya Omer, Ana Hashem, he did this vidui Ana Hashem kaper lachataim laavnot vlapshaim. This is word for word from the Seder Avodah. Shachatati lefanecha ani uveiti. Now in Seder Avodah, this repeats itself three times. The first time, he asks forgiveness for the sins of his himself and his family. Then for the Kohanim, and then for all of Bet Yisrael. Here in the song. He repeats the uh, the refrain, this refrain, but he always just says "Aniu veti," ask forgiveness for me and my family, and so that's one of the reasons that uh, Benji Kramer thinks that the song is about you, about me, about him. It's more about our avodah. Nichnas l'makom shenichnas. The next one starts with pasal makom shepasa. He walked to the place that he walked. Yatsami makom sheyatsa. He he stepped out of the place that he stepped out of. It's us. This is our life. We enter. We leave. We 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 walk. But at the end, we all sin and we all owe God great thanks, and so we have to ask God for forgiveness. So. He always uses He never adds in the part about uh, the rest of the Jewish people. And then he goes off the track of the text. If a person could remember all the sins that he did, he would 
count them out, and this is taken from a different place in Davoda, which has to do with the throwing of the blood by the Kohen, who's achad v'achad, one up and seven down, whatever, without getting into the technicalities, but he's using it to count the sins, and if a person would count all his sins, he would just despair. He wouldn't be able to bear the burden of all the sins and and the missed opportunities that of his life because of the sins. And then a Kohanim Omdim Bazara, we all know this, this is where we bow down, that when the um, everyone who was in the Azara would hear the Kohen Gadol say the Shem HaMifarash the ineffable name, I think it's called in English, they would bow down to prostrate themselves and say, And then he repeats the refrain, etc., etc. And then he says, If a person could remember and count all the good First, he talked about if a person could remember and count all his sins. Now he's talking about if a person can remember and count all the good that God has done for him. Et kol hachasadim, et hatovot, et kol rachamim, et kol yishuot, betach kach haya moneh, achat v'achat, achat v'shtayim, achat mei elef alfei alafim v'rov ribei rivavot nisim yuniflaot shasita imanu. Then we would remember all the thousands and thousands and thousands of great things, nisim and niflaot, and good things that you've done for us. That's a quote from, um, I believe, the end of Nishmat Kolchai, which we say just before Yishtabach on Shabbat. Maybe it's only according to Svar, I don't know. I'm not sure. And at the end, Everybody, when when the Jewish people are forgiven for their sins, there was a huge mob scene, and all of the people would uh, escort him to his house. It says in the Seder he didn't get home till late at night. That's how long it took. We um, because this was over pretty quickly. It wasn't like a whole day affair. He. Made a celebration for his for his friends. Because the people of Israel were forgiven. Blessed are the people that um, God is is Hashem is their God and that are have this beautiful privilege. And then he brings four of the verses from Mar Kohen, which is the celebration of how beautiful it looked. The Mar'ek Kohen, the, 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 the way the Kohen looked when he finished the Avodah and brought forgiveness to the sins of all the Jewish people. And you hear in the background the people saying, Ashram Shkachal, Ashram Shkachalav, and Yishai Rebo, um, not, I don't think it's strong enough, you don't hear it strongly enough, but uh, he's saying, and they're saying, Ashram Shkachal, Ashram Shkachal, Ashram um, Rabbi Kramer pointed out, and I didn't notice this because I didn't see the whole video originally all, all throughout. So if you take a look at the video, we have a link on it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Israel Show, or just Google Yishai Rebel Seder HaAvodah. The logo, so to speak, of the song is the Choshen, the, the um, breastplate of the Kohen Gadol, which had... 12 stones, one for each of the Shivtei Israel. So whenever so the words of the song appear at the bottom underneath the Choshen, but when the Jewish people, not the Kohen Gadol, the people the crowd the congregation, if you will when they say things so the words appear on the Choshen meaning the Choshen is representing the 12 tribes of Israel, the people of Israel. And that is a very deep um, uh, uh, thought. I never thought of that. And you see at the end, if you watch the video, it's worth it just to see this at the end where they keep saying, and on top and on the bottom, it has the Mare Kohen words. So that's a quick review of the song. Now, of course, we're going to play it for you. 
And uh, we'll see how much time we have left for other things coming up. It is just a work of art. And if you love, uh, if you're if you're well versed in Hebrew, if you're well versed in the tefillah, spend a few minutes just studying it. It is really, really very special. Yishai Rebo said her avodah off his brand new album. The album's name is Elul Tavshin Ayin Tet. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. נכנס למקום שנכנס ועמד במקום שעמד וחצי ידיו רגליו טבל עליו ונסתפק בא ממקום שהוא בא והלך למקום שהלך פשט בגדי החול לבש בגדי Oh, oh, oh. 
Yishai Rebo said her ha'avodah. Well, as always, we're running out of time. <laughs> Very sorry. I really wanted to play um, Yoni Gennett's new song. So, here's what I'm going to do. Um, first of all, it's called Misha Ana. It's an original composition of Yoni Gennett. But it's uh, four minutes and something long, and we we don't have the time. Or do we? You know what? Maybe we can squeeze it in. But then I won't play Maloch. So what we'll do is we'll play Yoni Gennett's song, and we'll add Maloch as a uh, bonus track to the end of the uh, show that is going to be um, posted in the archives. So you can listen to that as well. Okay? Okay. And we're going to have to whole skip the whole spy thing with uh, Levin. But uh, it's not true that the Israeli government placed spies. And unfortunately, J Street went and accused Israel based on a leak in Politico, which is just a leftist uh, site where uh, Obama, former Obama administration members like to leak things. And... Um, J Street says most Americans would be surprised to learn that their hard-earned tax dollars generously given for Israel's security or at least Israeli funds fungible with them are being used to spy on our country. No, they're not. Just stop it. Okay, we're going to close out with Yoni Gennett's new song. Misha Anna. Before we do that, we say thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for your Facebook likes and comments, thanks for the staff of Nachum Siegel Network, and as always, my very special thanks to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock with the After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports, and then Novak now with Jake Novak. And the rest of the day has the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
Yeah. 
Yeah, man.